Hey guys, welcome to episode three of our Educated Muscle Podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Jeff. And today we're going to go ahead and touch back on what we talked about in episode two. So if you haven't seen episode two, make sure you watch that first or listen to that first, whatever platform you're using, before tuning into this episode because there's a lot of stuff that you need to know before you listen to the stuff that we're going to talk about today, okay? In episode two, we talked about, or we briefly touched on our training philosophies. And one of the big things that we talked about and finished off with was the idea of core stability. And so we're going to use a lot of the other concepts that we briefly touched on, like PRI and the joint-by-joint approach and all of those other things, to talk about core stability. And we're going to make it a little bit more relatable to you guys by giving you guys practical examples of what we've seen in the field working with clients and within our own personal training experiences. experiences. So Jeff um, briefly spoke about PRI last week and he's actually talked to me, talked a lot to me about it. So I wanted to go ahead and elaborate a little bit on it to audience. PRI. PRI stands for Postural Restoration Institute and they're braced, braced based out of Nebraska. And I'm taking a, a certification course called Postural Respiration. So respiration having to do with breathing, posture having to do with, as you know, posture. Um, and a lot of the concepts that they talk about and that I've learned over the course of this home study are pretty revolutionary in my training and all centered around the idea of, at least for this course, the breathing. core. Okay. Breathing, and the cor- <laughs> breathing and the core, but how those things are interconnected. And so PRI's thing is, like I said, at least in this course, because they have several, the idea of getting the diaphragm to function properly as a ventilatory or breathing muscle. And if you can't do that, then there's no way that you're going to be able to get your midsection in a position to stabilize. So your midsection, your core, we'll talk about that in a second. And over time, you're going to develop patterns of compensation that could lead to patterns of chronic pain. So before we get into PRI more, I wanted to briefly define what the core meant. So would you like to tell our viewers and listeners what the core is? Yes. So your core, and I like to say that your core is all encompassing when it comes to um, your cervical I hate that you say encompassing. It's encompassing. Encompassing. <laughs> encompassing. Encompassing. Uh, uh, your cervical column down into your lower pelvic floor. But for the purpose of today, we're going to talk about everything between your rib cage down into your lower pelvic floor. Yeah, absolutely. So the space literally between your ribs and your hips. So think about all of those muscles that we have both in the front and in the back that stabilize this part of our bodies. That's what the core is. So abs, you guys know what the rectus abdominis is. Six pack, obliques, those side muscles. Not your love handles, that's fat, you're just fat. Oh my God. <laughs> your obliques, your side muscles. <laughs> your erector spinae muscles, those muscles that run up your spine in the back. <laughs> why are you dying? And why are we both wearing gray today? So I walked into her gym today to work out, and I'm wearing a gray sweater and black joggers, and she's wearing gray sweater. black freaking sweatpants. Black fishnets. What black, yeah, fishnets. <laughs> Anyways, going I back to the core. I thought about wearing my fishnets today, but I decided <laughs> Going not back to. to the core. We were talking about muscles that are both deep underlying muscles and superficial muscles. Yeah, so your transversus abdominis, your internal obliques, which sit on top of that, your external obliques, which sit on top of that, your rectus abdominis, your blah, all those muscles that control <laughs> stability within this 
segment that we call the core. It is important to stabilize that section of your body to do what? Protect your spine. I was going to ask you a question, actually. What happens when you don't? So what happens when you don't (laughs) stabilize your core muscles for whatever reason? Your lumbar spine is put in grave danger. And this is how we end up with problems. And those problems can have a trickling effect that lead up the chain and down the chain into the hip below, into the T-spine and the shoulders and the neck above, and wreak habit on your bodies causing chronic pain patterns. So real quick, I know you've dealt with a lot of people. You're like the rehab trainer here at Self Made in Rancho. You've dealt with a lot of people with unstable cores. You've dealt with athletes who've come to you specifically for specifically for issue. Yeah, shoulder pain, Mm -hmm. right? And you've taken it all the way back to a core instability issue. Can you give us one of those examples? Yeah, I'll talk about um, Olivia. Olivia, who had what was similar to an AC joint dysfunction. Hi, Olivia. Olivia, hey. Um, um, Shout Olivia. out to Olivia. <laughs> Shout out to Olivia. Uh, I've been training her for at least about like what eight months. In the beginning, it started off with a lack of range of motion in the shoulder itself. And what I had to do in the beginning was, and I did this with most of my athletes, I take them down to the ground. So basically, I teach them one. And one thing that you've elaborated on um, just earlier this episode is breathing patterns and properly breathing through the diaphragm, um, relieving the tension that we create by improperly breathing into our neck and into our chest. And um, just off of that and going into, of course, taking NASM's um, original theory about inhibiting and strengthening and relaxing certain muscles, um, we were able to get her into a proper range of motion through her shoulder. And now she's lifting and breathing like she should. So she came to you with an AC joint issue here. Mm-hmm. You looked at the way she moved. You anal- analyzed, analyzed. You analyzed, analyzed her movement. I can't talk today. I'm struggling with words. And I love this song. Encompassing. Encompassing. So you took this issue. You looked at the way she moved globally. You saw instability at her core. You mm-hmm. saw terrible breathing patterns. You corrected those. And her shoulder pain went away. Yes, of course. It took a little bit of time. It wasn't just a magic thing. Because at the end of the day, you have to always take into consideration how you move throughout the day. And what you do is relieve the tension and relieve some of the issues that are caused by your improper movement patterns, right? Pain patterns aren't just a matter of the 30 minutes to an hour that you spend in the gym. No, they are not. You move all day long, and sometimes you sit in certain positions for a long period of time. Sometimes you do repetitive movements over and over and over because your job demands it. And sometimes those things can cause compensatory patterns that cause chronic pain issues as well. Have you ever dealt with someone like that? Yes. Like Mrs. Jones who sits behind a computer desk like this? I actually had a client. um, Mrs. Jones? No, not Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones never saw her. But another client of mine who suffered an accident. Um, He was in the army, I believe. He fell out of a Blackhawk. He injured a sip. After he injured his hip, he went a good two years without having any. T- oh my god, without having anything rehabbed or taken care of. Once he got that taken care of, we had this six foot five man who, because he couldn't breathe properly after so long of this prolonged injury that he didn't take care of, now he was like five foot eight because he was Ooh. moving so improperly. He literally like stood like like this. So stuck his butt out, probably arched his low back, probably like flared his ribs. Mm-hmm. And now he wants to lose weight, but the first thing I had to do was relieve that tension, relieve that, those issues, and it went back down to, let's get you to breathe properly because there were all those muscles that were tight, 
all those muscles that he couldn't properly use. Stand back in that position. I'm gonna demonstrate something right here. So, hip flexion. We have tight hip flexors, flared ribs. We have a diaphragm that cannot function. What do we have to do first? Hip flexors, that's in your core. It attaches to your lumbar spine. Diaphragm, what does that do? Breathing. Breathing. Again, we're going back to the foundation. Breathing, core stability, before we look globally and address other concerns. Doesn't matter if that concern is pain, it could be weight loss, but you can't you can't put someone through an intense program. You can address their nutrition and you can get them to move through patterns that aren't painful so that you can start getting them to lose weight. But you can't go full bore with someone like that if until you fix their like movement it. pattern. So check it out. Hip flexors, diaphragm. What happens when your diaphragm can't contract properly? Our diaphragm goes from here, okay, to all the way around underneath and it domes. When we're flared, the diaphragm is no longer domed, it's flat. When you're in this position, your diaphragm, the crura, connects to your hip flexors. So you have your hip flexors pulling your lumbar spine forward and your, the crura of your diaphragm pulling up. Now your diaphragm's flat, it can't serve its ventilatory function. It can't breathe. We're stuck in this state of inhalation. We're using all of these accessory breathing muscles. I was muscles. just gonna ask that. We're using all <laughs> of these accessory breathing muscles in our neck and through our rib cage to inspire. And now because of that, we're stressed and anxious and in pain all the time because we can't breathe. So you take, what was his name? William. William, back to the foundation. Back of, to the basics. Of breathing mechanics and core stability before you implement those other strategies to get him to do what? He wanted to lose weight. He wanted to lose weight. And again, you can move like shit, but if you still eat like shit, you're not going to lose weight. So you can start addressing the nutrition, even if he still does move poorly, but because one's not going to affect the other, without that movement integration, you're not going to be able to optimize his ability to lose weight until you've addressed that. And that's what we talked about last week. We talked about how we have to address the initial issue, what is the underlying problem, before you can actually, as you said, as you mentioned, optimize on getting those results, optimize on the actual exercise and your program and your regimen. Because if we're moving shitty because we started off with a shitty foundation, then all of a sudden, we're either getting injured, our results are taking longer to get, or, you know, we're living day-to-day with chronic pain. You know what that's called? Inefficiency. <laughs> Inefficiency. And so if it can take you, let me ask you this, viewers, listeners, if you can achieve your goal of earning a million dollars in one year or five years, which would you choose? If you're smart, you'd say one year because you're going to do things efficiently to get you that money in one year. You're never going to do what would take you five years to do what you can do in one year. Mm -hmm. It's smart, so you need to learn to train that way too. And so the reason why we're talking about this is not all of you guys have the educational background that Tina and I do. And so you guys might struggle with some of these things. Shoulder pain, you can't get stronger. You feel like your results are taking a really long time. 
When in doubt, if you feel like some of these things are problematic, go back to your foundation, address your improper breathing mechanics, and address your core instabilities before before moving on to other goals like getting stronger or losing the weight or whatever what have you okay so jeff can you elaborate a little bit more on like diaphragm and breathing patterns yes i will do you want to save that for another episode or do you want to talk about that here totally up to you i don't care either way something quick something quick okay so i'll keep it short but your diaphragm sits underneath your ribs here and when it is not in a good position to contract your ribs will flare, okay? When your ribs flare, your diaphragm no longer serves a ventilatory or breathing function, it serves a postural function. Your hip flexors, which, which and we kind of touched on this earlier, mm. attach to your diaphragm mm-hmm. and your lumbar, lumbar spine and pull that forward. Now you're in this position where your ribs are flared. So if you're looking at your, your pelvis here and your ribs here, ribs are up in the front and because your lumbar spine is being pulled on you have this curve here and your pelvis is being tilted here because of the uh, lumbar spine or because of the psoas is the, the hip flexors more distal attachment okay now what are all of your ab muscles doing in the front just chilling they're eccentrically loaded they're not just in a chilling. position to be able to work very <laughs> they're well. not working the muscles in the back are the opposite. So now they're taking all the load. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're being put in a position where not only is your spine in a really bad position and taking on compressive forces that it shouldn't, that it's not apt to be able to handle, but your core can't function to stabilize it to begin with. So it's kind of a double whammy. So this is why breathing mechanics first always or stability second and you can address those two things at the same time once you've got your breathing down and we'll touch on PRI concepts in future videos so that you're not thinking oh well I don't know how to address my breathing we'll talk we'll talk about it very 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 long story short get your ribs down here use your exhalation muscles your internal obliques and your deep transversus abdominis to sigh to pull those ribs down in the front, hold them down, keep them down, take your breath into that ribs down position. Repeat that over and over and over again until your ribs no longer want to come up. And again, there are certain strategies and techniques that you can do to activate certain muscles, to maintain your rib cage and your pelvis in a good position, to optimize that technique. But we'll touch on that in future episodes. But like I said, very basically, get those ribs down, once those ribs are down, make sure your pelvis is neutralized. You can do that by thinking about engaging hamstring or squeezing glute. And now your pelvis and rib cage are in a good position for those core muscles to operate. Now you can start focusing on core stability, integrate the breathing into those core stability movements, and you have yourself a winning combo for success. And I think this is a, a good episode and introduction to other theories that relate to core stability, like the joint by joint theory. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we'll touch briefly on that. Should we do it here? Or should we do it next episode? We'll do it next episode. Next episode. We'll do it yeah. next episode. So I think we're about ready to wrap up this episode. The gym's starting to get a little crowded. Basically, the evening Friday night crowd is rolling in. Yep. And uh, the music's getting louder and louder, and you guys aren't going to be able to hear us pretty soon. So. 
Real quick, we are taking suggestions for future episodes. So comment below or hit us up on the gram. Forever Fit Tina. Forever Fit underscore, underscore Tina. Tina. <laughs> Grizzly Bear underscore Fit. We'd love, 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 love to hear back from you guys. And please, please, please turn your friends, turn your family onto our podcast because we're going to be providing killer content in future episodes that will revolutionize the way that you guys train. And I'm fucking serious. <laughs> Anyways, we hope that y'all have a safe and wonderful weekend. Do something fun. I recommend doing something fun every day because life's not boring and you shouldn't only live for the weekend, but since it is the weekend, live it up. Have a great time and stay dry. What are you doing this stay weekend? Stay dry. I am going to be doing a girls brunch on Sunday and I'm going to a gender reveal tomorrow. Bottomless mimosas. Might, maybe. <laughs> we might do that. What are you doing? Um, that is a good question. I don't know. I am <laughs> learning course material Taxi because Christina. I only have Taxi Christina. <laughs> I only have a week and a half to get this PRI stuff down before I take my certification test. So I will be hitting the books hard and doing some client programming. All right, but I'm guys. not a square. I'm also probably going to have bottomless. He's a nerd. He's a nerd. Probably going to also have bottomless. He's a nerd. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. So definitely any suggestions that will make us more relatable to you. Bye. Bye. Alright, that was way better. That was a lot better, dude. Okay, we need to keep going back. Yeah. I feel like we can definitely put people to sleep. When we just go back and forth like that, though, it's money. Oh, yeah. It's freaking money. Let's, let's hear sound. Hey, guys, welcome to Oh, shit, let's hang up.